This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. kept talking about what a great actor he was. And I was like, I guess so, whatever. And just today's episode, I was like, you know what? Everybody else is just kind of lackluster if you want to compare him with Christopher Judge. And he was barely in the episode. Mm -hmm. But he's been in more episodes than anyone else on the show. Mm. Well, we should get it. Let's get in on this. All right. Hey, um, welcome back to the Vertical Watering Hole um, this is Stargate SG Fun. This is a pandemic comfort po- podcast, and like the pandemic, it is ongoing in a and a little bit conf- in a confusing kind of way. Anyway, it's still a comfort podcast. There's a lot of shit going down, so this is a comfort podcast. I come to this show for comfort, and you come to this show for comfort, right? I come to SG One, you come to SG Fun. Right, Tori. <laughs> uh, uh, that's right. That's right, Sarah. Yes, we are. Well, and actually, that makes me think. You're like this, kind of like the pandemic. It is sort of like the pandemic. This show, because mm-hmm. you know, we got we get we got SG one, mm-hmm. but then apparently Atlantis comes out at some point. Oh, and then we think that's done. Oh no, throw a couple uh, mini series in there. You think it's done? No, Shanks is back. In 2022, with something, it's never ending, like like COVID. So, uh, this thing about Michael Shanks being back, I haven't heard shit about Christopher Judge, and my understanding is he made a couple very cool looking science fiction movies that I will speak of later. Oh, um, in 20 that were released in 2020. One you can watch on Amazon Prime. The other one, you got to get a VPN. Not available in your in my location. So it must be like internationally you can watch it. I have to go somewhere. I'll get a I'll get my I'll get my millennial roommate to show me how to do a VPN. <laughs> they look good. Although he's not the star, he is on the poster. So he's like kind of like the star. <laughs> Speaking of, later on I'll tell you how he got on this show. Anyways. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of borderline creepy now <laughs> <laughs> this is the start of the fan page y'all. look i just don't understand why this show is the biggest thing to happen in his career so far mm. it, it's not over um yeah and uh should also point out uh we you know uh this is the latest episode that i've watched you know i i we're, we're not veterans of the show uh so well, that's not what you're gonna get here oh right we're not like this is Die not a fan veterans. cast. Look, I dabbled. I dabbled when it was on Sci-Fi Network. Yeah, this is not, as you said, to correct my husband, who was going around telling people I that his wife had a Stargate SG-1 fan cast, making me sound like some kind of asshole they didn't want to meet. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not that's not what's going on here. We're we're but you know, but but I, I can consider myself a bit of a fan at this point. I don't know, you know. I know, me too. And I, I'm sorry about the obvious shade to anybody, the many people out there who do have a fan cast. It's like, 
There's so many. Well, uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're doing season three, episode three, Fair Game. Or. Oh, oh, you got an alternate title? I got I got Fair Game or Low Key Recognition. <laughs> the Secretary of Defense's Bedtime Stories. <laughs> the President's Other Engagement. Yeah. Colon Golf. <laughs> know Your Worth, Not a Sam Carter Story. Battle Ready Dress Culottes. America is Earth. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. A good week to actually sleep on O'Neill's couch. <gasps> Healing Crystal Walkie Talkies. Oh. The longest episode in the world? Yeah, it seemed long, yeah. Sam and the Healy Hand. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Take, bring that. Healy with us. We need <laughs> Healy. <laughs> Oh, that, oh, that's great. Uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, I only, I only have a couple. One, uh, fair game. Nah, this in Thor's voice. It's, uh, you let everyone at the table read the treaty. It's, the, oh, I know. Oh my God. That's in my nose. I like that. Your title is fair game. Nah, that's the best one. <laughs> or, you win. or, or, or what? Well, one more. Uh, also, or Daniel takes a stab at interior decoration. Uh, <laughs> And of course, it involves fire. Uh, lots of fire. Lots of fire <laughs> and fruit. Fire and fruit. Well, this episode was uh, directed by Martin Wood, who also gave us hits like Solitudes, Gameskeeper, and Spirits. Martin Wood uses many different scenes as possible. <laughs> and written by Robert C. Cooper, uh, who gave us hits like Torment of Tantalus, Politics, and Bane. The bug one. <laughs> oh, it's the bug. Oh, all right. At least. And like, side he, note, Robert C. Cooper, he writes a lot of episodes. It's weird because he wrote that episode and it was like all about Teal'c. And this one was like not about Teal'c, but Teal'c got the best scenes. <laughs> so he also likes Christopher Judge. Yeah. Yeah. I think. All right. Well, now that, now that we have a nice introduction, we should really. Oh, oh. Well, we, we got to deal with this first. Is it a code nine? Uh, let's call it code five or so. Okay. I mean, it's not, you know. Tori, I hear those alarms going off. I got to tell you, I've got a code nine and the Asgard have sucked up my summary. So, <laughs> so we're, gotta, we're pretty. You got to do it off the cuff. So now we're having a code five and a code nine. Of course oh. I have to do it off the cuff. Code 59. All right. Uh, All right. Um, well, you got 24 I, seconds to summarize this entire episode where the mountain blows up and we all or we all get teleported or the treaties go bad. I don't know. Uh, not ready. Go. All right. So for some reason, O'Neill is going to speak for all of Earth. Um, the Asgard think the best resolution is Earth is in danger from the Gold. So they're going to have a treaty discussion. These three Gold. Why? O'Neill? Why? The Asgard? fighting a worse enemy in their galaxy. Why did they move to our galaxy? They are obsessed with us. They anal probe us all the time. Much <laughs> more convenient if they're already here. <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah, no. I, did with, I got sidetracked by accident. Those are all very good questions. Okay. But I also have the question of how come everyone else got a copy of that book of a treaty before O'Neill did. Oh, 
we'll oh, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk. I uh, bet he got a copy and didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had Daniel read it and prep him. Oh my god! No, no, we'll talk about that. Let's get let's get right in. Let's get right into this All episode. Right. Let's go. Uh, we open uh, at an award ceremony in the gate room. That's why I called it low key recognitions. Because what is this? Oh well, you know they can't televise it. You know they can't. They can't be like the president can't even show up. Well, really? Well, Trisha's busy. You know, like Trisha's. See, Trisha sent her her actual best friend, <laughs> the Secretary of Defense. Is that right? Yeah, it is the Secretary of Defense who was like. That's why I was like the Secretary of Defense's bedtime stories because his speech was weird. He said, these, I just consider stories about what you guys do here, like my bedtime stories. And I was just like, what? Why? (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know why these people have saved Earth at least like twice, right? The president can't show up. No, I mean, what what are you you kidding? Uh, You know, Trisha's got a busy schedule. It's like. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, you know, the, everyone's looking their best. Maybe except Daniel. Well, and maybe also except for Sam. What is up with oh. with dress blues continuing to include pencil skirts? How battle ready are you in a pencil skirt? At the very, I mean, you should have pants, but at the very least, you should get culottes. Looks like a skirt, pants. <laughs> that way, if you get mysteriously sucked up into space yeah or have a code um, nine during a or have award a code ceremony. nine during an award ceremony either of those things can happen you're you're ready to move do you have you ever tori have you ever tried to walk in a fucking pencil skirt uh no no yeah it's weird mm. either you can't because the slit's not high enough or you can but the slit is almost to your butt crack the, your bottom uh, butt crack i got you yeah they're they're the worst <laughs> and it's a dumb it's a dumb uniform well and uh well you know daniel being a civilian he's not he, he's not in dress uniform but he's in what uh i i, I don't know if anyone's ever I, I i would like i would like to call it tenured tweed could his hair be growing out any worse there's a shot later on of him <laughs> from the back and i'm just like jesus christ i cut my own hair and the back of his hair looks worse <laughs> The back looks worse. All right. Any hoozles? Carter gets a promotion. Finally, oh, I can. Yeah. God, do you know how many times I have been? I don't know why I thought this would be such a spoiler. The show is so long. Obviously, she'll get a promotion. But I have kept. I have wanted to call her Major Carter so many times. And I'm oh. like, don't don't ruin it for Tori. Oh, yeah. OK, cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Uh, now a major. And it's a surprise to her. She didn't know. Yeah, that's why that that that's why the title um, Know Your Worth, not a Sam Carter story. <laughs> like she should be skipping major and going like right to L- Lieutenant Colonel. Mm-hmm. Well, my whole thought was like, what do they think this like uh, this is just the, the Secretary of Defense rolling in and being like, good job. You know, what I mean, like, oh, I know. Oh, right. Like, well. Like, what was she? She was just like, all right, I guess we'll get dressed up and uh, do this. It's also weird to throw a surprise promotion ceremony. Yeah, I would think so. 
I've been to obviously a promotion ceremony and it's usually like at least three people are getting a promotion. Oh, it's a yeah. small room full of folding chairs, uh, like immediate family and some other military personnel. And, you know, you get, a, you get like a little plaque with it or not a little plaque, but like a little certificate in a cheap frame and somebody pins your new rank on you. I didn't see any of that shit happen. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. They, they give her a certificate and then daddy immediately takes it to, and he's like, I got to shred this. now." Yeah. We, just, we went through the motions, but yeah, I got to put you it don't, in my sweet You don't shredder. exist anymore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, she's promoted and then, uh, Jack gets up to do a little speech of some kind. Right. And, uh, first thing he says is, uh, normally I'm a man of few words, record scratch. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, a few snarky words and before, and before his quips, uh, can be put to tape, he's beamed away. Star Trek style. You know, he got himself confused with Teal. Teal is a man of few words. Yeah. He, yeah. Jack, that you're that you're not that role on the team. No. At all. She, she just said, I'm usually I'm a man of few serious words, <laughs> but I want to say some seriously good stuff about Samantha Carter. So we, we never get to hear his amazing speech about how great Sam is. I mean, at the end, I think they should have all at the end of the episode, they should have all been reconvened. So he could give his speech about how great Sam is Mm. or even better. He could have like read it to her Mm. one-to-one just or handed it to her. (laughs) And it could have been like a MacGyver voiceover while she reads it and gets, and gets choked up. He'd be like, captain. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Major. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. I'm really nervous right now. I forgot. That you're not a captain. Well, we 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 cut. See, the thing is, he gets beamed. We cut immediately to space where Jack is finishing his monologue. I know it's really cute. He's still saying his sentence. So I mean, that's really good. But I was, but it's, but I was like, it's so the beam was not instantaneous, right? Because he goes like in conclusion. So how long do you think his speech was? (laughs) Okay, I here's what happened. Here's what had happened was he did not write a speech. And this was a big event and he should have written a speech. So he said, usually I'm a man of few words and this won't be any difference. Sam is great. She deserves this. In conclusion, I'm done. All right. right. So that explains why. Yeah, because he sucks a little bit like that. But also it would indicate you don't feel the beam up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thor's there. And he seems surprised. He seemed, he was like, who the hell are you? And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a tick. You know that Thor is an Asgard. Why would he greet them like that after there's the Thor couldn't be there when he was on the Asgard ship, but the, he had a special moment with the Asgard. And he's like, who are you? Like, why is he acting that way? I don't think he actually ever met Thor, right? No, and but still, no, no, can't I can't tell them. Do you think he can tell them apart by now already? Well, I, I mean, that's a touchy subject. I mean, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's Thor or the the weird O'Neill Daniel clones that he met when he went across the galaxy. I don't know. I will tell you this. The first step is admitting that we cannot tell them apart. <laughs> and they should As- know this. The Asgard, all of, we should know it. 
the Asgard all look the same and that it is on us. Oh, well, oh, well. <laughs> and I'm not making fun of the real issue. I think it is on us. So, okay. okay. Well, yeah, it's Thor. First thing is Jack is like, all right, so we're in orbit around Earth. Uh, we, you know, we got some, we have some satellites and Thor's like, no. We've been coming here for like ever and sticking like probes up your butt and um yeah you've never found us yet so i think we're good and well yeah and i was like all right thor okay yeah all right then explain fire and sky that oh my shitty God. movie explain that, that movie thor. scared the living okay that movie scared the living fuck out of me oh yeah it's it's yeah scary that is hell. what that is probably the scariest movie i've ever seen and yeah. the most scared i've been after a movie yeah the most ability that recalling that movie months later could scare me. Yeah. Yeah. That don't watch that movie. <laughs> what Jack should have said was, well, then explain area 51. Cause it seems like they found you then. Yeah. 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 Explain all that merch, you know, yeah. <laughs> like what we just happened to get it right. It's like, right. Yeah, okay, fine. Your ship has camouflage fine. But like, I can go buy your exact likeness for like a dollar at the dollar store, dude. I can put, one to two quarters into like what looks like a gumball machine and have it spit out a little globe that contains a yellow ring of you. <laughs> a little plastic ring I can wear on my finger for a while. Yeah. 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 Well, so they're like, all right, well, so what do you want? Jack says. And, uh, and Thor brings up Hathor. Oh my God. He's More sort of like, good. is he sort of like good? I good job, buddy. A little bit. He's just know. sort of like, yeah. I don't think he was. I think he was. First of all, the Asgard are annoying as shit. And one of the annoying things about them is who knows if he was thumbs up or thumbs down or thumbs sideways. I think it was a sideways thumb. He was like, oh, anyway, you killed Hathor. Who gives a fuck? But anyway, they're going to fucking target your planet now. They didn't give a shit when you killed Ra. They didn't give a shit when you killed Apophis. But you killed Hathor, who wasn't on their radar. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now they're going to blow up your whole goddamn planet. So he is like, the only way to save you is you have to be in the Treaty of Planets. You got to join it. It's got the go old. It's got us. You want to be in it. Then you're in a treaty with them. They can't blow your planet up. And Jack is all pissed off about this, but I feel like he kind of, didn't he kind of like ask to be involved in this shit? Like basically he mm. was like, we're here, we have potential. And here's the Asgard being like, well, do you want to be in one of our treaties? And Jake's like, uh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think his big thing, the thing that seemed that he was pissed about was that he's like, well, why don't like, why haven't you guys dealt with them yet? Like That's if you're true. so advanced and they're like, well, See, well, so we're in a totally different galaxy and we have like 5% of our fleet actually in this galaxy right now. And, and what's scary is that he's like, oh, we have a much worse enemy that we are struggling to fight. Oh, well, yeah. which I guess we already mentioned when I was like, just move over to this galaxy. <laughs> You're so obsessed with us. Wait, can we just talk about something for a minute? Yeah. The Asgard are the good guy heroes. I guess so. Of- yeah. And the goat olds suck because they non-consensually take human hosts. Mm-hmm. 
but the Asgard don't based on what I've been seeing on like ancient aliens and any, like anything that Jonathan Frakes hosts (laughs) is that (laughs) no human is like, yeah, it's great. Like they totally asked me, are you cool? Or like, even like a a Kate McKinnon skit on Saturday night live, they never asked, are you good with this? Every time that Jonathan Frakes is brought up, all I can think is just that <laughs> that those shots of him doing like emceeing like a documentary where it's like mm-hmm. he, he's like got the place sexed up and he's just, hey, <laughs> hey there. It's like Jonathan like, Frakes, hold- you're talking about ancient aliens. Why 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 are you handing me this drink? Why is why? there a roaring fire over there? Why are you why in a robe? <laughs> why do you look like Tim Meadows character? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the ladies' man, Tim Meadows, the ladies' man. Nice. Um, with his Covassier and why well, that Jonathan is what Jonathan Frakes. Frakes looks like. Well, yeah, well, so Jack's sort of like, well, uh, I, I guess, like, let's, like, I guess let's do it. But protected planets treaty, uh, okay. So Thor says, all right, cool, bye. And Thor teleports out of his own ship, in which, so it made me think. I was like, okay, so this ship, no one's in it. Like right? th- how many, how many cars does Thor have? <laughs> you just leave them parked next to random planets in a different galaxy. Jesus, dude. It's a garage in every port. <laughs> well, Jack gets teleported back. And so we cut to the, de- the debriefing room where daddy questions the intentions of the Asgard. Which why not? They're As he should. Pretty, I mean, their, their track record amongst like earthlings in great it's just better than the goal world <laughs> there are there are there is a possibility in life of degrees of not good and that doesn't mean any of them should be excused yeah well but, but, but we all recognize the degrees <laughs> all right <laughs> well, yeah but, but before uh he doesn't need jack or daniel to talk because thor shows right back up Mm-hmm. And he's just like, what's up? What's up? I know. And then Hammond is like, do we need security, Jack? And Jack's like, I'll vote for him. Well, all right. Well, he's like, they're like, they're okay, like yeah, okay. Thor, you remember <laughs> Daniel and Carter when you sent him through that shitty puzzle. Yeah. And this is the guy, Teal'c, the one that you your puzzle tried to kill. And this is uh, Daddy. And this is our this is Daddy, the, the man in charge. Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Thor says the system lords have agreed to meet and we'll, and we're going to do it in four days. Here. Here. You're hosting in four days. And they're like, whoa, 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 what? And they're like, well, it's customary for the planet in question. They're like, we, we are not prepared to host a fucking party or summit here in this mountain base in four fucking days. And they're like, well, that's the custom. The planet in question should be the host. Look, this is the beginning of the end. Is that is 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 that sound? Is that a reasonable thing for for negotiations to be on the planet the system lords want to destroy? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do you think there's any peace treaty talks negotiations happening in the in Ukraine right now? <laughs> no, they're all being held in Russia, obviously. No. Neither. Yeah. That's not how that works. Neutral ground. Neutral ground. That's that's treaty talks one on one. 
like yeah, and right. then and then second, they've chosen O'Neill to be their like their emiss- the emissary for all of Earth because why he was the first person they talked to. Yeah, he's the first person they met. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. The first person I met wasn't even my mom. It was like probably a nurse or a doctor. So I guess that's the person <laughs> I trust the very most. They, you know, it was, it, they were a service member. It was at an army hospital. Well, O'Neill's like, uh, well, hang on a sec. Daniel over here is uh, intelligent mm-hmm. and articulate. And Thor looks over at him and just like that nerd. You know what he no. should have said? Did you see how diplomatic Tilk was when your ass beamed into this room and I said who you were, maybe pick him <laughs> or one of someone on earth who knows how to Is deal with this kind of qualified. shit. Hey, we have the secretary of defense right here, right over there. Apparently the secretary of offense of offense. Oh my God. He was the like, secretary. I just, I just, I just, I just watched these stories. I'm not in them. Well, I first of all, I, love that i accidentally called him the secretary of offense but anyways apparently his calendar was clear for the day which makes zero sense yeah he but, hangs out the whole episode yeah <laughs> uh, okay it's the Can best day imagine? of his life <laughs> i'm just thinking of how busy our secretary of defenses have been and like could they do that i mean maybe he was gonna like head out right after the ceremony or whatever but now mm-hmm. there's this you know thing happening and so we but he does have to like stay for like apparently four days because he's there the whole episode any hoozles when thor beams back out it the camera show goes back to a shot of daddy tilk and daniel jackson and the looks of alarm on tilk and daniel jackson's faces that jack is going to be the emissary are amazing <laughs> Daddy's just like, whoa, as per usual. We cut to a Daniel PowerPoint meeting where mm-hmm. apparently they've, he's, they're trying to figure out who the three Gua'uld emissaries are going to be. And I guess they figure it out perfectly. Like he just, like he, he, he just brought out like his like mythology book from like eighth grade and was like, that guy, that Speaking woman, of, that guy. I had to do some Googling. Oh, yeah. Because the first one is Kronos, who is not a god, but a titan and um, like father of Zeus. And I was like, I thought Zeus and his sibs like fucking killed the titans. And if you Google it, technically, yeah. If you Google it, either they did or Kronos became the king of Elysium or both. Oh, they they killed him and that made him the king of Elysium. So (laughs) I guess it's it's all good. Well, uh, so we learned that uh, Kronos, you know, used to be like, well, apparently is top tier. A fucking Titan. And he's still the most influential. Well, he banished Sokar and is also apparently an enemy of Apophis or was an enemy of Apophis. Oh, that, right. They did explain the thing. They, did ex- they didn't explain why Earth wasn't targeted after Ra, but they did explain why Earth wasn't targeted after a pop, Carlos uh, was like, "Yeah, good job, good job, everyone." Yeah, and why they didn't, <laughs> why they didn't help a Uh yeah. And then uh, we learned that the second gold Guauld is going to be you, the great, you the great, but also he, he's not a god. Oh yeah, he, apparently he was an emperor, who but was a magical sort of emperor. Like a long history on Earth, right? And or well, like- a long history of any kind. Of- 
yeah, Daniel talks about the horrible shit he did. And he goes, but he also did some like good stuff, oh, which yeah. made me think that's like saying Hitler had like good agricultural policy. Right. Well, I thought it, I thought that was going to like come up. Oh, maybe it sort of does come up later. I don't know. I thought that something like real substantial would come up with, from that line later in the episode. Not, nope. not really. All they're trying to do is set up that this guy is like basically a Tokros sympathizer. Mm. He's like, oh, I'm kind of on board. Somewhat with not- reasonable. Somewhat reasonable. Yeah. I'm on board with not being a total dickhead to humans. Like, yeah. you know, we're going to take some as hosts, but let's, you know, the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't no, need them all that. anyway. Yeah. Well, he continues. The third is Nerti, sort of an Indian uh, ethos, Indian yeah. god, uh, who apparently, like, their one thing that they know is that Nerti is the one that destroyed Cassandra's planet. Do you know what I wish? That one of them was Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that have been amazing? I'm, I'm waiting for Jesus to roll in. Oh, my Don't God. Don't tell me. Been like, and the third one, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Uh, 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 yeah, a prophet from the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would like it, the table to be like, sure, we got Kronos and we got, we got Muhammad and we got Jesus. Oh, shit. I know I said the one that could get us killed. <laughs> the, the writers are like, oh, wait, hang. <laughs> take that oh, draft out. So Hammond hears about, okay, these are the three motherfuckers we're going to be hosting. So he thinks, you know, what's a good idea is Tilk knows the most about them. And I recognize he's diplomatic, even though his entire peoples were like created to be enslaved by the gold. He'd make the perfect person to like be their handmaiden. And (laughs) of course, Daniel Jackson is like, finally something I'm qualified for. So he's like, I'll do petty need duty, but also it's like good allyship. So it's a wash. (laughs) Well, I mean, Tilk's like, Tilk's like, you know, I respect you, daddy. You know, you know like, I respect you, but you have I'm to not know I'm do not that. doing this. He's like, you've got to know that that's a no for me, right? Not doing it. Like, do I have to explain it? I guess I do. I'll explain it. Uh, so, like, I was enslaved by them, and no. <laughs> well, yeah, Daniel volunteers, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. They've done nothing to him personally, you know. And also, other than take his wife prisoner, try to kill him several times, et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah. But they've done that shit to everybody at this point. Like who, like who's make his wife have a baby. <laughs> what do they think they are? Like made the him, governor of Texas made him Delmar Holcomb. <laughs> oh, also. Okay. So everybody, uh, read the pamphlets that the, that Thor was kind enough to give us. You all know your duties. Oh yeah. And also fourthly, apparently, uh, no weapons in this military base are allowed during negotiations. It would take, I feel like it would take them more than four days to safely remove the weapons. Yeah. Everything, 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 all of them. Yes. And well, Jack's like, yeah, sir, that's ridiculous. And daddy's like, Hey, you're the one who said we could trust this guy. I, if this goes South, you're the fall guy on this one. It would be your fault. I'm going to authorize the no weapons, but it's on you. And it's not on Carter because she's the only one who says out loud, I think that we shouldn't have them here. (laughs) But she puts in the form of the question, like, are we really going to have them here? 
Because <laughs> again, she she lacks a lot of confidence. So she puts it in a question form. Is this how international slash intergalactic negotiations should work? Answer Absolutely no. fucking not. It's not a jail, <laughs> like where you can't have weapons in the jail because if there's a riot. So anyway, they're like, hey Sam, um, since we can't have any yeah. whippions. Get, get get your get your safe open. Yeah, get your your Gouldy shit out of here. It, or, well, it, it, that whole framing of that scene made it seem like that was like Carter's like office or something. Like, I know. was it like is that like stuff that's like hers, or is that just like because it seemed it? That's what came to my mind as soon as I saw it. But probably not. It's just in a it, it's in a locker somewhere. I feel like it's like the best locker they had for like the <laughs> weirdest stuff. <laughs> It's almost like the Ghostbusters chamber where they like store ghosts. Like this is the weirdest locker we have. So we put the weird weapons, as daddy would say, weapons yeah. Yeah, yeah. in there. W-H-E-A-P-O-N-S. Weapon. Weapons. Yeah, yeah. She 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 uh, gets out all the, the gold jewelry weapons. Keeps one thing, though. And she's like, "That no, it's not a weapon. That's just a healing device of some kind. Uh, don't worry about that. We'll keep we'll keep that surreptitiously. Right. And so then we go to the gate room where everybody's dressed diplomatically awaiting the go old. So again, we need some battle ready dress culottes because Sam is again in a fucking pencil skirt yeah, and, and school marm heels. And I just like block heels. And I just don't understand how that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. They all had to get back into them. Right. And like the go old don't know what's fancy for us. <laughs> Daddy's like, we got to keep up appearances. Everyone. Uh, so they all come through one at a time together through the same wormhole. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that the Goa Uld met at a, a chop, a Chapa eye park and ride. And yeah, then yeah, they yeah. like band pooled together. Hey, what's up? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, Star Trek would never do that. Mm. That's some silly shit that Star Trek would not do. Before, before they show up, there is a quick little scene where, O'Neill and daddy are walking around and there's like commotion and it's Teal'c and he's like, they're like, oh, sir, yeah. he won't give his weapon away. And it, and until, and, and well, and there's this big thing where it's like, it's like, uh, all right, is Teal'c going to take daddy's order or not? Right. Because Teal'c has mentioned before, like I've pledged my loyalty to you and my service to you. I don't want to do this. I don't want to fuck with these people. So don't make me do their petty shit was what he said. So you wonder like he's already set up that he's pledged their lo- his loyalty to Hammond. And so it's kind of like, Oh, to put the, you know, rubber to the pa- to the road. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. My whole thing was like, he's not technically military. Right? Like he's, he's, he's not insubordinate. But wouldn't this have been an amazing week for him to stay at Jack's? If Jack was like, you know, this is going to get heated. Like, here's the keys. This is going to be uncomps for you. Yeah. You don't want to be uncomfy, do you? Yeah. Here, take my ride. uh, Have whatever's in the fridge. Just hang out for three, four days. Yeah. (laughs) But then maybe Christopher Judge wouldn't be in the most episodes. 
<laughs> he's just always it's bad. Oh, he's man. like i'm never leaving this space it's because he lives on the base he, he does give it up he doesn't want anybody does uh, anyway but it's important because it's like yeah this is we're, we're you know the episode's trying to be like teal's really on fire he's on edge on this episode just wait and see you know what giving up teal's weapon doesn't do it doesn't keep him from going toe to toe with Kronos, oh, well. baby. <laughs> and he does such a good job. Like, I don't know. And no shade to SG one, but this is where I was like, how is this show the highlight in his fucking career so far? He's incredible. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, uh, as you said, yeah, we're, we, we, we're in the gate room and everyone's in their dresses mm-hmm. and oh man. Yeah. And then people come in. It's a fucking who's who of deities. Oh, and you thank know. God we can, it's, it's so important. We can see the bottom half of Sam Carter's sexy legs, which is, you know, oh. phew, she's wearing a pencil skirt. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. And they, they come through some, uh, Kronos, you and nerdy roll in, in their dress uniforms or I mean, just their regular dress. They like, look fancy. They, uh, yeah. Yeah. Are they fancy every day? I don't know. Here's what I wonder. Okay. So if having a symbiote either as like being the go old in a host body or being a Jaffa, like it. Okay. I especially wonder this as an autistic person who changed my clothes five fucking times today and finally seem ripped a turtleneck off of a shirt that I like. Otherwise I was like, how did I fucking buy this shirt? Because the <laughs> arms are, the arms feel good. So anyways, what I'm wondering is if the symbiote can like keep you from getting a headache, can the symbiote keep you from being like, these clothes feel stiff. This button hurts my belly button. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Host. Yeah. You're like fine. you can wear, wear your fancy shit every day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because okay. it doesn't have to be comfortable because you don't care. You're not feeling that. Well, it made me go back to the movie. Uh, this scene mm-hmm. thinking about raw because raw mm-hmm. is shown in a bunch of different outfits. Uh, but no, what made me think of it was like, it's just that they don't have any servants. They don't have any entourage. They have no other delegates. Well, at I don't all. think they're, they're probably not allowed to bring them because there's already three. Cause they, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this whole thing is really would fucking that work, stupid. Would that work with any sort of like petulant, like autocratic leader. They wouldn't bring anybody. This whole thing is bullshit because <laughs> how did these, how did the Asgard and the gold come up with a treaty and why is it customary to have it on the planet? They're the only two fucking people in the interplanetary fucking safety treaty. And that neither of them has like just one planet in this galaxy. So what the fuck is he even talking about? It's very stupid. <laughs> yeah, yes. And like, where is their like UN planet? Well, well, I, I, so, <laughs> no, 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 I think the answer to that, the answer to that is very simple. Uh, just not enough budget for the show. Same answer to why there were no servants. They just didn't want to hire that many people. That's fine. But just come up with like, use, take 10 more minutes or like go to lunch go take a nap, come back, everybody brainstorm better reasons. <laughs> and that's yeah. fine. But at this point, I went down a Chris Judge rabbit, rabbit hole. Oh, this is the beginning? This is the start? Well, yeah, it was when he's, he went toe-to-toe with Kronos. And I was like, you know, Tori's fucking right. 
Christopher, I've always been like, okay, sure, whatever. But he is fantastic. He's the best actor on this show. Hands motherfucking down. And so I was like, okay. Like, so this is our one-off segment, maybe called the Douglas Christopher Judge Rabbit Hole. Hang on, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, yeah, accentuate that with a pop from my Lafin de Mont. You ready? Yeah. Ooh, oh my God. Now I wish I was drinking that Lamarck, that Lamarca you left at my house so I could pop a cork. It'd be amazing. Right. A double cork popping. Let us, let us in. All right. So Jesus fucking Christ. First of all, I already said, I don't know if this was, if this made it in, but I already mentioned he's of Cherokee descent and he had to be in Krippendorf's tribe, the episode and spirits, the episode. And I wonder what that was fucking like, not to mention even just being the uh, black guy on this show. I don't know. And then it always being like made to be the mean mugger. Um, anyways, so, but also kind of made a note i was like oh he's part cherokee that's more than can be said of chicote <laughs> or or the consultant that they had for chicote's mm, part mm, who was um a white guy pretending to be a native american guy anyways he was an accomplished college football player in oregon oregon yeah, he won nice. several awards. And now I can't remember if it was University of Oregon or Oregon State. Sorry, I didn't write it down. But um, oh, and then I and then I already said this. I was like, holy shit, he was on MacGyver in 1985. And that's when I decided our bonus content should be us doing MacGyver episodes. Oh, damn. 85? So what? How old was he? Was he like that was, was that like one of his first gigs? Like he was like in his 20s at that point, yeah. I guess so. Like, I mean, I was 10. Even oh, I was young in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. All right. That's all for this rabbit hole. There's another one later. Any whoozle whatzels. We find out the reason that Teal, because Daniel's like, hey, bro, what's up? You really went toe to toe with Kronos there in that hallway over the cameras. You were just like, fuck you, motherfucker. And he was like, fuck you, Shova, or whatever you say that. And then Kronos is like, he killed my dad. I mean, Kronos or Teal was like, he killed my dad. And Daniel's like, oh, that's some heavy shit. I'm real sorry about that. And then I was confused because what had happened was Teal's dad was like the prime to Kronos, which was like probably like a huge big deal because he's the most influential. So I assumed that being prime, being like Jaffa allegiance was like a family business. So like, but I guess, and, and I'll say this, it could make sense that Teal became prime to a lesser God because his dad was killed in disgrace by Kronos, but Teal also disgraced his family for Apophis, but Apophis, spoiler alert, is later going to recruit um, Teal's son. <gasps> Ryak? Yeah, Ryak. Thank no. you. Yes. Yeah. So it does not make any sense that Teal and his dad were Jaffa to different Go Kronos had his father killed. He killed his father because he did a bad job on a gig. 
basically. Basically, he was like, this gig is impossible. So I'm not going to send all these people to all these people to die. So he got killed. And then Tilk said that he was put into exile, like him and his mother. And so they went to Chulak. So like there, I, <laughs> I was taking notes and I missed part of the fucking plot again. So, well, like in my mind, it was like, all right. So their identification papers were lost. Basically Apophis didn't know his history or whatever. They wouldn't give a shit about that. And so it was like, he sort of like started anew, right? Like, oh, yeah, started- cause you're saying Apophis ran a bullshit operation where he didn't you know, he wasn't like he didn't he didn't vet his Jafar yeah. <laughs> and find and find their family's prior uh gold uh job placement history. Right. There's no background check here. No, no, no. But I mean, but yeah, but that's a big it's like, man, like uh Teal doesn't have beef with just one Gwauld. He has beef with uh several. <laughs> I mean there. all of like them. person I mean personal beef. Oh yeah, personal beef with like several yeah, which is like convenient, right? Anyway, <laughs> it's a good thing he was in the room in that first episode or none of this would be happening. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing that he's the one who has all these beefs. He's the one who had the the trainer who was like, you know, this is all bullshit, right? It's a good fucking thing. Any who's uh, Speaking of budget, we know where the budget went to. Hmm. Because we cut to Daniel showing Kronos <laughs> oh his get his digs, it which went- is the VIP room apparently, and it's done in a Grecian, uh, quote yeah. unquote, style. If if by Grecian you mean fuchsia and teal, um, cheap looking drapery. If yeah, cheap drapery, abundant fruit bowls, lit sconces, <laughs> like. The whole room, that room is going to catch fire. It's, it's like mini, mini Olympic torches, <laughs> which is appropriate, I guess, if you're going to have a torch. But yeah, it's it's tacky as fuck. And Kronos is like, this, this, this sucks. This is tacky <laughs> as fuck. Daniel's like, oh, come on, man. I, it's like, we're I in tra- an underground base. I've never decorated I tried before. to make you feel at home. I tried. Even in my apartment, <laughs> I just put in a fish tank and was like, is this decorating? Anyway, then they thought I was dead. And then they, I think they killed all my fish or gave them away on Craigslist. But anyways, I'd start over. Well, and then, and then yeah. And then during the altercation in the hallway, we learned that the Gwauld are pissed because there's security cameras in their, in their rooms. Mm-hmm. So Daniel of all people uh, makes the security call that they don't have to have security cameras in their rooms, just in the hallways, which BTWs comes back to bite everyone in the ass and nobody calls Daniel out. Yeah. Although, I mean, I don't know, like just from a general standpoint, I'm like, yeah, security cameras in your private quarters. Fuck that. But it's a military look, base for fuck's sake. Look, not in the toilet. Not in the toilet. Yeah, I get that. I understand you think that. Go, let's use the toilet. I don't know. <laughs> it made me think about that. And I was like, I don't know. Oh my God. Cause I thought we talked about this. I think the last episode, cause I was like, do you think it's embarrassing for Jacob to take a shit kind of in front of Selmac? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody poops, even Kronos. But it, <laughs> you know, it only took us two episodes to figure that whole thing out, which I think is pretty good. Everybody poops, even Titans. Everybody poops. All right. Okay. All That's right. another name for this episode. Everybody poops, even Titans. Yeah. So uh, 
Daniel and Teal have their talk. Daddy rolls in. He's like, yeah, you, so, so you told them no cameras. Someone said that Daniel doesn't actually, he's like, actually, I just thought. Actually, is he the original? Oh my God. Is he the originator of the white guy? Actually, just actually this weird emergence from like a sub sci genre sci-fi show right? that you can't even buy somebody <laughs> socks from or a t-shirt from apparently so then teal is like it tells daniel the shit about his dad his daddy story when they're one-on-one and teal is like clearly not okay and daniel's like oh um are you okay, dude? He's like, yeah, I mean, fine. And he leaves and it looks, he leaves like a, like a man who's about to go do some violence. Oh, well. <laughs> and I felt like maybe Daniel, regardless of what Teal does or doesn't do next, should have maybe followed up a little. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no, you're probably right. But, uh, I would have. But Dan, but Daniel feels good about this interaction, as we'll find out later. He's right, like, he thinks he did just. He's like, "Oh, great! I was great. I was a til- great friend." Tilks my. We're now in the best friend scale. We're now best friends again. Yeah, it's like before we were both vying to be best besties with Jack, but now Jack's like not even in the equation. No, he keeps teleporting it's, up to his new best friend for right. It's me and Tilk. I'm Daniel Jackson, and my best friend is Teal. Well, uh, we cut to uh, Carter and O'Neill. <gasps> OMG, did I mention I was Jolinar? <laughs> and oh, so well, because of that, so. I also hate Cronus. <laughs> I feel like she and Teal should have had like a hate sesh on Kronos. Well, yeah, we learned that Kronos is probably the one that sent the Ashrak to kill Jolinar. Well, yeah, the, you know, they're just hanging out. O'Neill's nervous because he's apparently the representative of Earth. Yeah, uh, Carter's like, shit. and she doesn't really. Yeah, <laughs> O'Neill's like, 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 I was retired. Okay. <laughs> I, w- I was wearing leather jackets. Yeah, I was looking at, at the stars on, on my top of my dormer. Well, the debriefing room or whatever, like weird little closet they've made, like the negotiation room, it's all done up. It's stalled up. Uh, they roll in the go out world and O'Neill helps them to their seats. That's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Very polite. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just, I don't know. It, the whole thing is just feels weird. It's like he prepped on the wrong stuff. He went to like finishing school, but not to like real school. Cause he doesn't know what the fuck is going on in this meeting, but he ushers everyone politely to their seats. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, sh- well, and then Thor just teleports into his seat. And oh, Jesus Christ, the gold and and I guess the the gold start talking to each other in their language, Cree, Cree, and I was like, <laughs> hey, that's the one word O'Neill knows, and and it's not good. It's like they're arguing with each other because that's like it's like you you can tell you is having conflict. Are they just calling each other assholes? Is that what Cree? I think I think Asshole. they're just like Asshole. 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 I feel like Korea is like, and I really mean, I mean it. In a, I mean I'm, it. I'm pissed. Yeah. Well, the fucking meeting lasts five seconds because when O'Neill is just asked, he's like, "Could we like speak the same language, please?" The, the goal would leave. They fume. They storm out. And O'Neill's like, "What the fuck?" 
And Thor's like, you insulted them by speaking out of turn. And it's like, okay, thanks, man. This this pissed me off so much because how about a heads up? Yeah. How about a heads up of just the protocol for one of these fucking meetings? Don't tell me, don't tell me after the fact that you offended them by speaking out of turn. You little twat waffle. You could have put it into your fucking like pamphlet that you sent us at least. Like I know. There should have been a studying montage with like Teal'c and Jackson and maybe Sam teaching O'Neill. He's the least qualified to be in this meeting. Oh my you god. You are the best. Simply <laughs> <laughs> the best. Better than all the rest. Uh, uh. Uh, yeah no I, but i mean i can't really like look o'neill's like trying but like if if he's not given any fucking information look, what the hell is he supposed to do there's four people on the team he's the least qualified fair enough and there should have been at least a sesh with the other three to tell him <laughs> shit he needed to know if the asgard weren't going to bother to do it what the fuck did he do for four days <laughs> sort of like yeah yeah he he might have tried well it doesn't matter like if he was like tori studying, my eye is twitching because i'm so annoyed <laughs> I, look i'm annoyed too i'm, I'm actually so my annoyed. eye is actually twitching I, I feel it i feel it. i see it that's ridiculous okay now look no see but this is the thing o'neill at this point he has a great fucking question yeah at this point to thor he's like how did you let these petulant children get this much power in the first place yeah this is a good question and thor is basically thor's answer is we got other shit happening right Bro, he's like sorry you know i know you think i know we're obsessed with your assholes but we also <laughs> that's our funsy thing that's yeah, like yeah our that's side our project hobby. we yeah, have yeah. like this that's is- how we let off steam from our real problems <laughs> Oh my God. And yeah. so then, so then there's a briefing in the regular room. Oh yeah. Yeah. And everyone's there. They're like, but what if we don't know they had a, con- they have a condition they're going to ask us and we don't know what it is. What if they ask for this? What if they ask for that? And I can't remember who said, what if it's hosts? Uh, Carter. Carter's like, yeah. Carter is like, ask good questions this episode. She's like, and Teal is like, team, give them some hosts. He's like, well, the consequences of not giving him hosts would be pretty bad. So I wrote him down. I wrote him down as team, team, give him hosts. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the other thing we learn is that Daniel, you know, wrote up some fucking letter of some kind in go out world and Jack just sort of signed it. Right. Blindly. A letter of like apology. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I hope you had Teal look that over. Like if he dotted oh. one eye wrong or did something, you know. Yeah. Who the know who the fuck knows what Teal or O'Neill signed? I know. I feel like it's just white boy hubris that Daniel Jackson doesn't consult with Teal more. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Hey, hey, hey Jackson, you want to learn a language really good? Yeah, practice it. With, with, a a, a na- with a native speaker. <laughs> hey, do you want to really understand the protocol of a culture? Why don't you read about it in a book from people who are making good guesses <laughs> or somebody who like that's their life up to you. 
<laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So they're all just talking, but you know, it doesn't really matter. So eventually the gold world are like, all right, we'll come back. So they're ready. They, they, we get back to the summit room and they're like, we accept the apology. And O'Neill's like, Oh, that, cool okay and so this is the climax of the end we learn one that they've already been bartering without o'neill there and two the treaty has already been written oh i know jack is like looking at this treaty like you skim homework in a panic because you realize you didn't do the reading and the teacher is like i'm gonna call on you you don't raise your hand and you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. And you're flipping through the pages of your hipstery textbook, like trying to be like, oh, can I just get like kind of under the desk as if they can't see? Except in this case, he, one, he wasn't even sent the treaty. That's true. But and he's, two. Yeah. Wait, what was my two? I don't remember. Like, well, two what, of the what things the, is, what that the fuck? is outrageous. The stuff in the treaty is outrageous. The proposal is limit all tech for humans, recognize humans are meant to be hosts and slaves to the Goa Uld and hand over both Stargates. That's it. That's, and this is the first time O'Neill's hearing about it. Yeah. It, is this a kangaroo summit? Yeah. Is, is this how, is this how treaty negotiations work? This is such bullshit. And I'm like, <laughs> Jack should have known. Sorry. No. It's such bullshit. Though. It is. It is. Look. Is this a fan cast now? Because my, I'm so like. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck the Asgard. Also, fuck what? Thor. Yes. That's all fuck the Asgard and Thor. They're so fucking sanctimonious and annoying. But also, why is it three to one? Why is it three to go old and just Jack? Why isn't there at least like to- toss in your other colonial superpowers? You know, like. Where's the, at least a guy from England. I don't know. Whoever the fuck is, you know what I'm saying? Could we actually look at the treaty, please? Could we, could we take a gander at it, please? We, we, yeah. we just, can we just have five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me. They certainly wouldn't offend anyone. <laughs> well, yeah, all this shit. And I guess, I guess the thing that the, the, the Asgard can give the Goa'uld for this is they get pat they they get access to the passage of Nylor. Whatever the fuck that means. Like O'Neill doesn't know what the fuck that means. Like he's not a part he's not a part of this. I was taking notes, so I was like, what's the passage of Nylor? I don't know. But I'm sure it's important. Sh- I'm sure it's something that we don't have the technology to get to. Unless we have a Stargate. It said, it said you're limiting human technology. Sounds pretty useless. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, damn, no, no iPhones, no MacBook Pros, no Roombas. This is bullshit. We're no, al- no algorithms, algorithms. Yeah. I will say this, though. I did. I did like when they were like, can't use a Stargate. Both of them. Yeah, we saw that episode. Yeah, we, you can't <laughs> just hide. You can't, you can't just hide it. We know we, we saw know. both episodes where that was a thing. <laughs> we saw those guys belly flop in the yeah. Stargate in Nevada. We know. We saw Can't you almost freeze to death, and we saw you wear <laughs> bell bottoms, purple ones. Okay. Hey, that sec that secretary of D is a pretty all right guy. Oh well, I mean, I could I can't remember why I wrote that, but I feel like there was a oh. scene where he was a pretty all right dude. I was like, he's pretty chill. Oh yeah, yeah no no. 
uh, my note for this is, yeah, we cut to the meeting room and we learn the secretary simps hard for the SGC crew. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I was like, oh, he's cool. He's cool. He's down. Well, no, but my thought was he's like a friend of the friend for daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's the, like they're, they're both Trisha's friend and, <laughs> and he likes daddy. Like he, he yeah. also considers he's heard daddy, about a friend. daddy. Like as Trisha talks about, Oh, did I tell you about this time? Yeah. Daddy, blah, blah, blah. But daddy only likes Trisha. Right. Doesn't daddy really want to be heard. He hasn't heard any stories about the sec of D. No, <laughs> no, but the sec of D pretty. All right. He's all right. He's on their side. Apparently like yeah, it's I pretty mean, obvious. Honestly, daddy's the dickhead in this scenario. <laughs> Friendship wise. Stop being such a snob. Well, yeah, but he's like, but he's like, uh, well, look, I mean, so yeah, we got this treaty. The powers that be, they basically want to accept you know right like, but oh this is why i thought the second d was cool because he was like look they want to accept and why don't you go ahead and like write down all of your objections yeah. and your argument and i promise it'll get heard i promise it'll go to the president and i believed him oh i did too he was uh, he's you know what second best actor in the app because <laughs> <laughs> i did too but that's the thing i'm like God damn it. There's plenty of reasons not to accept. There's yeah. so many of them. And you're all oh, basing yeah. it off of a, I mean, I would maybe hypothetical situ, uh, uh, destruction is too, too big of a word, but it's like a destruct. They bring it up later in the episode later too. They're like, what's the timeline for this? And they're like, we don't know. We were given a timeline in season two and it was like four years. And so, yeah, like, yeah, it's a threat, but it is a hypothetical threat. And also okay, but we're, we're dealing with Americans who are like very, <laughs> very New Hampshire. Give me liberty or give me death. Like I've seen a million movies where Americans represent earthlings and it's Americans against the aliens. And every time they're like, we would rather fucking die. Okay. Than, okay. Then do enough. your bullshit. No, fair enough. Which fair enough. Is it really how human being? It's not really how enslavement of humans works. Very obviously, but anyways, like I just this is a quick rollover. It's a very quick rollover because there's implications. There are implications to saying humans, slaves, servants, the Goa'uld, hosts, hosts. Yeah. hosts uh, can't continue technology. Sign. This yeah. is a no. This is a no across this the board. This is a hard no. One thing to add to that is yeah. that like when the secretary puts down Hammond's red phone is like they they're going to accept the offer. Daniels goes to tell the Goa'uld and that's when the alarm goes off. Like, Why is Daniel going to tell the Goa'uld? Oh, uh, he's, he's the liaison. Jack. He's got his tweed jacket on. He's ready to rock. He's got a fruit bowl ready for them. He's going to go tell them. It's inappropriate. It should be formal and it should be Jack. In in a formal meeting. So that's, oh well, well Jack got Jack got teleported back to Thor's ship for a doesn't matter. Jack is the person who is who is the actual. Look, Daniel is trying to get out. <laughs> Daniel signed up for petty ass duty, and now he's trying to get out of it and be more important. <laughs> his his uh his Grecian design was not not uh, appreciated enough. Right. So you would think you would think because of his like knowledge, I guess like he's an Egyptologist, but I feel like 
he could still do better at Grecian. Oh, cause well, like I, mean. I could even color scheme wise. And I was like barely paying attention in the seventh grade in social studies. So, well, yeah, but uh point is they were about to the goal with all this, but the goal never learned that because an alarm goes off. And that's when we see all this. That's Kronos what I'm saying. Thanks, thanks. Thanks. Thank God for this drama. T and Kronos are knocked out cold, which is nearly impossible, nearly impossible, but they're both bloodied and on the floor of Kronos's beautiful quarters de- decorated by Daniel. Yeah. Teal and Kronos. They're, they're like cut up. They're oh, both yeah. unconscious. They're both fucked. It's like, I mean, yeah, you're like, Real oh nightmare. shit, some shit happened here. Let's roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut to Dr. Frazier. Yeah, Frazier finds something very physically wrong with both of them. She didn't want to. She didn't want to say it. It was hard to say. It but was. Hard she to had say to. It. She's like, they're both really fucked up, and that one's like, gonna die. Well, yeah, yeah. Teal, he's got a, he's got a boo boo on the head. He's got a little concussion, <laughs> but he'll be fine. Kronos be is fine. fucked. Yeah, Kronos is gonna die. Like his wounds are too extensive for his symbiote to help him. And it's too bad. There's just no technology that's been foreshadowed that could possibly help. And no technology from other episodes. That's it. He's 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 a goner. There's just no way to save him. Not with a hand a hand healy, handy healy, and not not with a sarcophagus. Well, they, oh, well, <laughs> well, Carter, like she's, she's, she's doing like triple duty here. Cause she rolls in with, with a VHS tape in her hand. She's like, we got the security tape. Oh my God. I was like, why on earth wasn't that the first thing that was looked at? Why are they in the medical bay learning about this? Redonkulous. Well, we, well, see, it's not good though. See the security tape. It shows Tilk opening, going to the room, opening the door, walking inside. It's like, it does, it's not looking good. He's got motive. He's got opportunity. It's not looking good. Right. And not actually walking aggressively, but framed as if <laughs> inherent, but it's framed as if, if Tilk's walking into a room, it's inherently aggressive. So again, Fair what enough. was it like to what was it like to be on this show? Well, yeah, well, yeah. So they're watching this. Daniel finally he shares the fact that Teal and Corona have some beef. I'm like, well, yeah. Why didn't you tell them? And then Jack is like, why didn't Teal tell us? Why didn't you tell us? And I'm just like, I've been watching this show too much Dan- Dan- for too long because I can predict everything. Well, Daniel's like, well, he confided in me. We're best. We're, we're, he, we're best friends now. We're best friends now. Can, so. I didn't want. I, yeah, I you can't come can to my share. birthday party because my mom said I could only have one friend, and it was gonna be you, but now it's gonna be Teal. Well, and they're like, well, maybe the other goal can do something, and so they roll. They roll into Med Bay. Nearty is gonna do the Healy handy, but it fails on Kronos, and it fails. And the most amazing thing that ever happened is she hands the Healy handy tool back. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. She's not like, why the fuck do you have gold old technology? You, you know, no ma'am, no, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, no that, you. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. No, that's weird. It's, it's just like, Oh, well, it didn't work. Here you go. But I guess because she's trying to cover her tracks. 
Well, yeah, they're like, we'll take him back to a sarcophagus. That's pretty much, we, we have to leave for that to happen. And, and at this point in the episode, like negotiations are like over. Uh, we cut to Thor's ship where Jack's there and he's like, yeah, like, uh, so all this shit's happening. What, what's, what's going on? Like what, what, what are you supposed to do here? And we get this weird fucking scene with Jack and Thor. It's, it's, it's a nothing. It's nothing. Well, I don't know. Like I, I, I like O'Neill's thing. I, I, I li- like O'Neill's thing, but I am so fucking not into the Asgard. <laughs> I am fed the fuck up with the Asgard. Fuck them. Well, see, because the thing is, is that we like O'Neill's basically like, okay, so you do these negotiations with them. You you're basically speaking for us because I wasn't even given the fucking treaty. Right. So you're basically doing all this stuff in the background for us. Thanks. Yeah. But at the same time, you're bluffing because you you couldn't stop the gold if you wanted to at this point. Right. And you maybe never could like you're super full of shit. Yeah. And then O'Neill's like, it's really I kind of really like it. Give me a sign here, buddy. Like a nod. Do you guys do a thing where you speak between you, you read between the lines kind of thing? Is there something you want me to do? Are you trying to tell me something? And I don't know what you're talking about. This is your deal. This is your planet. It's like (laughs) all of a sudden, like after sticking a bunch of metal rods up humans asses he's like i don't know i don't know i'm all hands off i'm a hands off kind of guy except human asses i'll have a dog in this fight which he clearly does he clearly does see we don't we we can't have an objective take on this folks because the asgard there's so much pop culture stuff at this point you know it's like we can't be like we watch fire in the sky where our brains are seared chose <laughs> to put the Asgard in as the, the little gray men. They made that fucking choice. That's true. To, to take from popular culture. Yes. And make it real, which just, you know, like the, irres- like the ridiculous irresponsible show, ancient aliens just fuels delusional disorders in a really negative way. But I guess. No, that's yeah. facts. That's facts. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know, but I like that. I, I don't know. I really like the I really like the fact that like O'Neill's like, you know, like, come on, I, in essence, be human with me. Mm-hmm. Like be cool, n- man. N- none of this makes any sort of like sense in our world. Like, why can't you be more like the sec of D? <laughs> he's our new boy. Like, yeah, he's yeah. cool. You're like a sanctimonious douchebag. Who like never says anything directly, but like, it's funny question that O'Neill asks when he's like, do you ever say things that are between the lines? I feel like these guys are super elusive, but in a way that seems straightforward. Well, I was, I was trying to figure that out. I was, I was like, maybe they are doing that, but I, I didn't see it. I couldn't, I I couldn't figure it out. You know, and he answers questions with more questions. Like, what do you think? Like, suddenly he's O'Neill's therapist. He's super, been. I almost said earlier, he's been super Socratic in the most annoying way with the team. <laughs> but he, he's totally like acting like um, a therapist who's run out of ideas. And the weirdest part about it is that like, yeah, like, like after he says that, like Thor's like, yeah, basically at this point, negotiations have ended. Uh, I'm going to, I'm taking this car 
that I've yeah, and parked I'm here. Home. And I'm I'm taking I'm gonna take a take a back. Sorry. Bye. God, that's the worst though. It's like so basically that's what they're saying. It's actually a treaty ver- with the Asgard and the Gold. The humans are nothing. Yeah. So O'Neill leaves the ship and being like, ah, fuck. So and then meanwhile, Hammond back at the base, he's like, All right, Gold, we're not we're not gonna let you go right now. Like we we, we no. can't we can't. Like this we whole situation. This whole situation is in hot it's it's we got hot questions about this because not a, one of us thinks Teal'c just went and beat the shit out of Kronos. Well, and, and then they decide to go full YOLO and just bring in like armed guards. Like they're just yeah. <laughs> like negotiations have ended. Yeah. And know? now we brought in Marine. Yeah. Uh, while they're hanging out, the secretary of defense has a very pertinent question. The only, and I, yeah, I love this dude. I'm on, I'm on team sec of D. Yeah. Do we know the time frame for the attack? That's a good question. And they all literally just say no. But we they do. It's four years, like you just said. Oh, well, but that was in like season uh, two or one or something like that. But oh, yeah, in we're this, in season three. In this episode, so nothing, they're nothing like, from season one and two are canon. Oh, I, I'm mind. just saying, they're just like, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. But I'm saying they shouldn't have said that. Uh, we also learned that the president is about to tell the United Nations. That brings up a whole thing about, okay, so has America, America's been dealing with the intergalactic threat exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. The president is about to talk to the United Nations. Look, I (laughs) slash we've been saying it's so many episodes why that's not okay. I don't, the rest of the world still don't know about any of this. Yeah. It's not okay. Like, not even like, you know, our top tier security friends, I guess. Do you have any real friends when you have that kind of background? Can a superpower have any actual real friends? Of course not. Probably not. No. Probably not. No. Power imbalances are really important. (laughs) (laughs) Kronos has no friends. The Avi, <laughs> except for Samantha Carter. Does Thor have friends? Probably not. There's a reason there was a whole ship full of of Greys hanging out, and Thor is alone on a ship all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like not even representative of the Asgard. He's, he's just he's exiled. a rando. He's, he's a like rando exiled. who parks yeah, his right. car. <laughs> Right. He's like, look, after Jack in the box closes, I clean the windows. Okay. And then drive to other galaxies and get involved because I, our technology is that good. O'Neill's like, I, ah, man, I trusted this guy. I trusted this guy. By the way, there's nothing wrong or dishonorable about cleaning the Jack in the box after hours. I'm just saying (laughs) that's not how Thor presents himself. Thor presents himself like he's the fucking president of a galaxy. That's all. Oh, I love it. There was a, a couple times where they brought up the Ritu and they're like, could it be Ritu? They brought up Ritu uh, like unnecessarily. And then they brought him up again as could it be them? And I'm like, oh, okay. That's why they brought them up earlier was to kind of throw us off track and think now we could be seriously considering it's the Ritu, right? They got to bring him up twice or we'd be like, who? Because <laughs> um, it has been a minute. It's an obvious setup. We find out it's an obvious setup. Well, yeah. Well, so. 
Tilk wakes up. He, yeah, he spills oh, that's how we know it. That's how we know it's an obvious setup. He's like, no, I didn't. Yeah, no. They were I, both invited to the same place. They both say they were, they're both invited to the same place at the same time. And they thought the other person told them to be there. Yeah. Tronos asked them to have some tea with him. Hang out. Why uh, would he go though? Like, that's so weird. Like I can tell you oh, so many well. people that I hate with like a, like with, I feel like very legitimate, hot, fiery reasons. And if they were like, Hey, but would you, um, just like come by my really wackadoo quarters that are somehow still nicer than yours. Um, I would be like, <laughs> absolutely not. Tilk would though. Tilk I know would that's why he's the good diplomat. Yeah. He would go. That's why he should be he's in like, charge I'll of the negotiations. I'll listen to this, what this motherfucker has to say. But they were attacked by an invisible force, possibly Ritu. But they're right, like, right, right. I didn't get, I didn't get stomach cramps. Can't be Ritu. Oh, did the Ritu? I forgot. I don't remember shit about the Ritu. Yeah, yeah. They they make all the Jaffa and go out wool sickly. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Until it was like we were good. We were we were in health. We were yeah. We were about yeah. to have some tea. Nothing. But then they were like, well, it can't. Hathor is the only go old we know of who could like phase shift. And then, then then there's that weird thing where it's like Jack's like, she's dead, right? Carter's like, uh, you're the fucker threw her into like yeah, the thing. Right. It's like pa- right? Like, right? Like, yeah. He she's dead like Papeltine and Return of the Jedi is dead. Right. It was so, canon for about 30 years she, right, until JJ Abrams made it not canon. You. Not so dead. So who knows? Yeah, no, Hathor's dead. So there it turns out, so off camera, they consult the Tokra to say, oh, yeah. hey, do you know if any other gold can phase shift? And they still have those Ritu phase shift detecting like guns, weapons that the Tokra gave them. Carter yeah. gets an idea to try to try and heal Kronos herself. Right, because they realized that, oh my God, this was all set up. So we don't know who's responsible. It could be you. It could be Nirti. You know what? She might not have really tried to heal him. So Sam is like, I, that might've been bullshit. So I'm going to try to do it for real, real. uh, My my thought was Fraser's looking. She's like, okay, Carter's got to be taking all the medals and ribbons today. Yeah. She's going to be, do the medical shit too. (laughs) But it works. Before she does it, Jack is like, you know, maybe this isn't such a good idea because it turns out the beef you have with Kronos is that you're pretty sure that Kronos is the one who sent the assassin after you and Jolinar and killed Jolinar. So, and Sam's like, I don't tell me, I know what the stakes are here. And I'm like, what stakes? No, you're doing this in secret. There are no stakes, but also <laughs> no. she's like, fuck you. I was Jolinar. You weren't Jolinar. Shut up. And why does it and, matter? It doesn't fucking yeah, matter at all. I'm still going to do my best to try because there's more at stake here than my personal beef. I'm not fucking Jesus. petty like you are, Jack. You're like just mad that you weren't Jolinar. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, Kronos wakes up and what a dick. Then he just wakes up and he's like, the, uh, you spared me. I'm sure you spared my life only to spare your own destruction. Yeah, I'm and sure I'm, just you got like personal gain out of this. And I'm like, you know what? So the fuck what? Yeah, yeah. That's what I wrote. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's right. 
and you're alive. That's how ungrateful child. Right. That's how treaties and alliances work. Is everybody gets something out of it, and usually it's not killed. These, in my mind, I was just like, these are the big threat in the galaxy. Just fucking children. These horrible, stupid, fucking incompetent children are like in charge of the galaxy. How? Yeah. What's the dynamic there? Are there? They need to assign, you know what? Fuck Daniel Jackson. Great. He's there. Fine. They need to assign a sociologist. <laughs> SG2 should have a sociologist on board. A sociologist finally finds a job. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> are we, did you major? I majored in sociology. Did yeah, you, you did. like double major into sociology? No. And, and to be perfectly honest, I never took one class of sociology. Uh, okay. I, okay. It so is a uh, it is a folks. black void. Yeah. They they find O'Neill is finally like, all right, let's start actually negotiating. I'll negotiate on my terms. We're gonna bluff a little bit, do all that. They find they confront Mirti, and they're like, we know it was you. We know that you could phase shift. You're the one who injured Tilk and Kronos. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I can't do that. That's ridiculous. That's so stupid. <laughs> and they're like, we asked the Tokra and the Tokra know, and they said they that you can. And then you is like, you know what? I believe what they're saying about you and I'm going to strangle you. And she's like, you know what though? <laughs> it turns out I can phase shift. And so, you know what? I'm going to phase shift. And that makes me slippery. And so you lose your choking grip on me. <laughs> or maybe you were just so surprised that you couldn't see me. You let go. Who knows? But anyway, suddenly he's not choking her. But don't worry, because Sam Carter, with yet another hero moment, I, comes yeah. in. The third one. In, yeah. <laughs> comes in and um, with her Ritu detecting gun and and they catch near T. Yeah. Sam's just killing it. Yeah. Major Sam, Carter. Sam, thanks to Carter. Near T is cuffed. <laughs> and you was like, um, I'm taking you in, bitch. Yeah. Well, and, and we learned that like O'Neill talked to Kronos and he was like, hey, if we can find out who actually did this, what are you willing to give us in this treaty? Right. Because it turns out like you will be a pretty easy turn. He'll, he'll pretty easily go along with Well, he's it. done some positive things. Uh, yeah, for the human civilization. he was good agricultural history. He had some <laughs> lots of genocides, but also he painted some good paint, some mediocre yeah. paintings. He had a dog. In his ute. Yeah, or in his retirement, he painted some mediocre paintings in his retirement, and it makes up for like it should make up for a lot stuff. of deaths. Yeah, lots of war crimes and. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, so one thing Chrono said was they get to keep the Stargate. And then at that point, I was like, whoa, wait, well, what about the slaves installing technology bit? Nope. That part all stays in, I guess. Those were pretty, honestly, kind of worse than giving up the Stargate. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. They only cared about the Stargate, though, because they're military and this is a military show. And they were worried. They're like, we need the Stargate because um, it could be essential to our defense against Goa'uld, but also other enemies. Although, I mean, I, I suppose that like this concession, because nego the treaty was never signed. Daniel never was able to actually get to Goa'uld. So all this is just nothing. 
This is like an impromptu thing between O'Neill and Kronos. Right. Kronos is just the most influential. That's why they told us that. So Kronos is like, look, we'll fuck off. Keep your gates. You don't need a treaty. Yeah. Because we're not All in a treaty stuff. with them. O'Neill yeah. did it. O'Neill did it without Thor's help. And maybe that was Thor's, uh, Thor's whole plan because Thor is super subtle. He super reads between the lines. Maybe, yeah. Thor Thor super knows what's up. And he was like, I could tell that Nirti <laughs> was going to try to frame Teal'c for the murder of Kronos to blow this whole for for what reason we're not sure i guess just to get a good chance to get rid of chronos and who cares if we also blow up earth maybe oh. earth was never in any real danger because near was like who gives a fuck about earth i just want to kill chronos well thor does bring that up he does bring up the fact that like they haven't had to worry about this galaxy too much because the mm-hmm. goat world are such petulant children that um. their infighting is enough to like keep them at bay and he's like but if they find a common enemy maybe possibly like you that would be in that would become a thing so i don't know i don't you know what fucks this whole waste of time episode earth was never (laughs) no earth was never in danger thor drives away thor drives away to go all old go through uh after leaving some threats and we're basically where go back we to where were... they parked their cars yeah. at the park and ride because they all go back through together near cheese and cuffs. And we're basically where we were at at the start of the episode. Yeah. Hey, Tori. Hey, yes. Tori. Yes. Were you comforted by this episode? No. <laughs> Why not? At first I was. Why? At first Why I not? was. Good lore <laughs> episode. Learn some more. Go out. Old. Thor's in the house. Let's do this. Right. I was ready. But then the first meeting happened. And the mm-hmm. rest of the episode, I couldn't get my mind off of how Earth didn't even get to look at the treaty. Not even <laughs> they didn't get to do anything. We di- they didn't even we didn't even get to put it in a spell check in Word Perfect. We, we didn't get to do to, anything. They got to order grapes in both colors. Dan- Daniel had some fun. So that the entire rest of the episode, that's all I can think about. Not even honestly. champagne grapes. I mean, honestly, you've got Kronos coming and you couldn't even get champagne grapes. This is those inadequate. Are, those are delicious. They just got your average. I hope they were at least seedless. What about yeah. you, Sarah? Were you comforted <laughs> by this episode? A hundred percent. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It was too fucking long. There were too many scenes and there was never any real danger as we've established. So fuck oh. this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Hey, Tori. Yeah. I just was wondering if you like have a yay, a nay and a met in terms of who you'd want to be in this episode mm. or not want to be, or I guess whatever want to be. Yeah. No, uh, easy. My yeah is Carter uh, promoted. One, two, got to bring up Jolinar again. <laughs> uh, three, stop Nerti herself. And four, got to use another Healy Handy thing. Killing it all around. Killing it. Mm-hmm. Done. Net is Teal'c. Did not get to fight his arch nemesis. Got to watch somebody else fight them. Not mm-hmm. that fun. Got his weapon taken away. Got a concussion. <laughs> the worst. That was bad. And my Met is the Asgard. I guess they're trying their best. 
They, they roll over to our galaxy once in a blue moon, trying to keep things just sort of tidy over here. But they got to work on their law theory, man. <laughs> like, is this how they've been running negotiations for the past 10,000 years? I don't know what happened, but I'm like lousy with lawyers. <laughs> I know so many fucking lawyers. Oh. Um, well, what about you, Sarah? What's your yet, net, and net? Well, I would say if I had only seen up to here, I'd probably say Thor was my yeah, but I've seen, I know his issues. Oh my God. And so I wouldn't want to be him. So my yeah is once again, Samantha Carter. Yeah. She gets all the glory scenes. I wish she had culottes. That would be dope. Um, I wish I had culottes. I ordered some culottes. I hope they come today like they're supposed to. Um, my neh is near T because oh. I don't think she's got good shit waiting for her. Oh, yeah. Even even those abs couldn't make me be like, oh, I want to be near T even a little bit. Even her. <laughs> I can those be abs, though. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I could pick Everything. a superpower, the invisibility, that is the one I would want. Hers was kind of like fucky, though. Like, right. Like you saw it, like they showed it like yeah, it doesn't work. It, it was. It was yeah, developing it was technology. Beta, um, yeah. it's a yeah. beta test. But just I can't even. What she's got in store for her is a is a no thank you. And Word. my my meh my lateral move is you're not gonna believe it. Daniel Jackson. <laughs> he shares all the wrong information with all the wrong people and makes all the wrong fucking decisions. Yeah, at work and it's just like, and and he's fine. So it all works out. Lateral, okay for lateral him. move. Yep. All's well that ends well. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Great. Lovely. Uh. Well. Uh. Well. Yeah. Well. Thanks, folks. That's the uh. That's the end of this episode. But we got something coming up next week, which yeah. is obviously we're going in numerical order. It's uh, season three, episode four. Okay, it's called Legacy. Oh. When the SG-1 team discover a sealed chamber of dead Goa Ulds, Daniel Jackson is exposed to the parasites that killed them and threatened to drive him insane. That's good. That's intriguing. Right? Dr. Frazier has to, again, be like, it's another virus. We're like, I can't find anything physically wrong with them. It could be a virus. <sighs> Fuck. That our systems just aren't. All right. Well, I'm up. excited for this next episode, uh, folks. Hey, guys. Sorry, such a long ep, but did you watch the episode that we're covering? Holy shit. I actually remembered it. I thought it was a two-parter. <laughs> when, when I started it, I remembered it. I was like, oh shit, we're only gonna get halfway through because this is a two-parter, because that's how much they covered. Uh, so come try a oh yeah, come try a listen, listen hey. to these new come hey, folks. All right, and now that that's over, um, welcome to our final segment of the show if you're interested called get to know your host with tori and sarah That's hey us. tori yeah what memory always makes you laugh oh 
I know it's such a broad question. I'm like, I don't know. I'm immediately like my brain's like, I don't know. I don't know. I hate questions like this. I'm frozen. I'm trying to think. You can just ma- say a memory when you laughed really hard. I mean, I laugh a lot at everything, but no, I'm gonna- th- that that's easy. Summer or fall of ni- 1999, working at Disney World, Tapestry of Nations, puppet guy in the parade. That's me. Ooh. Walking around, doing my thing during the parade. In sync is there. Lance Bass comes up to my puppet and tries to like gyrate sexually to it stop it so i punch him in the face with my puppet are you serious yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. oh my god that memory that memory makes me laugh i had no idea i was so few degrees from lance bass oh yeah so uh, yeah i hit a member of nsync in the face with no repercussions i have a feeling you're not the only person who that memory makes laugh. I have a feeling some people saw it and enjoyed it and thought it was funny. Look, and I'll just make, I'll just make an addendum. Lance Bass. I, I like Lance Bass. Oh, he, he seems like the coolest. He made that sweet documentary about mm. people fucking with kids in the, the, in the, in the media landscape. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He made this really cool documentary about it. No, he's super cool. Lance Bass is super cool. He seems cool. He just wasn't cool at that time. And I'm sure he's cool with me hitting him in the face with a puppet. For that bullshit. You for, know what? For I'm that sure, specific thing. I'm sure he was just caught up in the moment. He was caught up in the moment. Performing. Which so was I. Young man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, we were both performers caught up in the moment. and But that makes me laugh whenever I think about it. But it's funny. I don't have a story like that. What about and I, you, Sarah? Well, I remain frozen on the on the actual question because I was captivated by your story. And I'm sure I have no story like this, but if one comes to mind, I'll bring it back next week. But I will just talk about maybe the time in my life that I laughed the most and the hardest. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'll talk about the person who made me do that. So talking early 20 teens working at the, um, King County jail and my colleague, Carol is one of the funniest people I have ever fucking known or worked with. And she, and I would work sometimes shifts that ended at 10 o'clock and be the only two people there. And frequently, frequently we would get reprimanded by supervisors like later in the week because, um, our psych work area was adjacent to nursing and the nurses, they're pretty miserable, <laughs> like not miserable people, some of them, but just kind of miserable working there. And they were so mad about how much noise we were making laughing. Um, it was just really a good time. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks folks. Um, thanks for getting to know us. Thanks for listening to our come tries. Thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks for listening to all of it. If you want to listen to more episodes, you can uh, hit us up on our website, the seven symbol.com, but also any podcatcher of your choice, Apple, Spotify, Google play, etc. You can always email us at vertical watering hole at gmail.com. And I don't know, you probably can't call us. I'm not even saying the fucking number anymore. I realized I didn't really want anyone to call, 
But if you do, I'll probably actually answer my fucking phone. And that'll be a terrifying experience for both of us. <laughs> so as long as that, unless that number's not active anymore, who knows? Because I am no longer going to work to keep that Google number from Everett in play. We make them take it down. Make yeah. them take it down. Oh yeah, I'm not going to actively take it down. They will do it for me. They've tried twice. I'm well, done having people call it. We call their bluff. We call their bluff. Yeah. Hey, right, well, thanks, folks. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us at the Vertical Watering Hole. This was a uh, this was a hangout at the Vertical Watering Hole, where uh, alcohol was poured freely. <laughs> Maybe we could make our get to know your host um a bonus mini well, well if we if we if we get there sir if, if we get there I I can... all right all right and then that that's bonus a question mini. <laughs> but holy hannah holy hannah see you